Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I've been really lucky. I got to meet all the people I grew up idolizing. I got to sing with Johnny Cash. I got to sing with Jerry Lee Lewis. I got to go to Roy Orbison's house and sit and play guitar and sing with him. Um, you know, I got to sing with Phil Everly from the Everly Brothers. That's Chris Isaac, best known for his 1989 hit Wicked Game, talking about some of his biggest musical influences. Chris talks about his sound, craziness of Chuck Berry's lyrics in Run Run Rudolph, his new album of holiday music, and much more in this episode of Behind the Set List. Welcome to Behind the Set List, the podcast where artists tell the stories about the songs they perform live. I'm Jay Gilbert from Label Logic. And I'm Glenn Peoples from Billboard. Jay, what's your take on Christmas music? I love Christmas music. Um, I grew up on, you know, Vince Guaraldi and Charlie Brown Christmas and Elvis and Brenda Lee and Burl Ives and all of that stuff. And I just, I can't wait every year to play those playlists and to listen to that music. It's just, it's just a joy. And, you know, there's been a, a couple of really great albums from Chris Isaac that we're going to talk about that are absolutely part of my uh, playlist. Yeah. Chris Isaac is a guy who he genuinely loves Christmas music. He doesn't like it, and he's not doing it for the money. Although no. he tours, does a holiday tour every year for almost 20 years, as he told us. But he genuinely loves Christmas music. Really interesting to talk to him about the songwriting and the covers he does and about the recording of his album that came out earlier this year, Everybody Knows It's Christmas. Yeah, I. the thing I take away from this is that, number one, He's just a funny dude. He's got a great sense of humor. It's very um, he's funny. He's got guy. a passion for Christmas music. Yeah, as you said, and you know, we've heard some of these classic songs for decades, but when he records them, they take on this whole new life, and it's unlike anyone else. And uh, it's just a joy to listen to. He covers the Chuck Berry classic, "Run, Run, Rudolph." And that's pretty faithful to the original. It sounds great. He also covers Winter Wonderland and completely redoes that song and slows it down. And it's really interesting. I think listeners should check that song out. Uh, he played that on Good Morning America. So go to YouTube and look for the live performance of that. Really impressive. Yeah, unlike anyone else. And we also talked to him about his band, you know, that he's been with. 
for what 40 years or more and they have this this chemistry and you can feel it in the music you can see it in the uh, live shows it's uh it's very special he's an american treasure you know he takes music from nashville and memphis and some bakersfield from the 50s and 60s but what i like about chris is he's not in a time warp he knows what decade it is he always has a modern take on classic american music and it was a joy to talk to him yeah so without further ado you're in for a real treat here's chris isaac behind the set list let it roll Well, let's let's kick it off, uh, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us. It's such an honor to uh, speak with you today. I love the new album. Everybody knows it's Christmas. Okay. I grew up on you know Vince Guaraldi's Charlie Brown Christmas and Elvis and Brenda Lee and Burl Ives. What are your early memories of holiday music? Everything you just mentioned, <laughs> uh, that uh, but Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer with Gene Autry. White Christmas, uh, Dean Martin. You know, there's a lot of great, that early Christmas music. I guess, you know, it's, maybe it's not greater than modern music and stuff, but I guess whatever, when you're a kid, whatever you listen to when you're a kid, that's in your head that that's really, that's really Christmas. Because you're never going to beat that excitement. You wrote... A lot or all of your all the songs on your Christmas album? Most of the songs, is that accurate? Most of them. I think I wrote eight, and uh, the rest are covers. Uh, I wish I could claim Oh Holy Night or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting one because I didn't... I don't think I would have tackled Oh Holy Night, except we were in the studio and I had... I had like some songs I was thinking of doing and uh, it was in Nashville and Dave Cobb was a producer and Dave's a great guy Amazing. and a friend. And Dave, he goes, why don't you do something like, Oh, Holy Night? He goes, I always wanted to cut that song. He goes, that's a great song. And I thought, I'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> like, and we cut it. I mean, we cut it from him saying, I always wanted to cut that song. We probably were, I was singing it in about 30 minutes. And I went, oh, this is scary. Because, you know, I was like, I, I wasn't really that sure of myself. Like, can I hit all these notes and stuff? But it turned out it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. I like the track. Uh, well, it's a new track, Almost Christmas. And it got me thinking, so you probably recorded this in the spring or the summer, give or take, right? Yeah. How did you get into yeah. the Christmas spirit in the spring or summer? How did you do that? I got to tell this story because we're, I'm in the studio. I go in and Dave's a friend of mine and I've recorded with him before. And he's got that big studio at RCA. That's old studio that Elvis recorded and everybody's been in that studio. It's, it's, it's famous and historical. And I go in and I go, wow, did you put up a Christmas tree? I mean, what an honor that, you know, you treat me like a rock star. You put up a Christmas tree to put me in the mood, you know, for the holiday. He goes, I didn't put that up for you. I go, what? And he goes, because this is like summertime. He goes, John Prine, that's John Prine's Christmas tree. I said, well, did, did John Prine come in here and cut a holiday record? He goes, no, John just loves Christmas. 
and he had he he that's John Prine like he he just you know he goes he just loved the idea of a Christmas tree was like that's a good thing that's happy and he had a Christmas tree in the studio and he left it there and that tree is still there I'm guessing because I don't think anybody wants to move it it's just a white Christmas tree decorated it's even got 45 records hanging on it amazing I miss John now tell us about the the Christmas tour, the holiday tour you're doing. You know, we took a look at the set list. It's about 24 songs, give or take, on certain evenings. And then you, you balance Christmas songs like Dogs Love Christmas too, with, um, with Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire in the same set. There's really, well, some Christmas music is, is kind of goofy, right? There's license for that with holiday music. Um, and then you have your sense of humor, which seems to fit that well, too. How do you mix all the, the, the serious and the, the playful when you do these sets? I have to start off by saying we have a set list. But after having, I mean, if you have, if you have a band for two weeks, you have to stay with the set list because that's what the band knows. But my band's been together for almost 40 years. So I'm... Uh, we were playing the other night, and somebody I heard somebody yell out they wanted to hear uh, Washington Square, which is a Christmas song that I wrote on my previous Christmas album. And I hadn't been playing I hadn't been thinking of playing it. Well, we played it. And we'll do that. If somebody, you know, if, if I think, if I've, and you get, you get a feel from the audience, like, well, they, they really like the fast ones, or, they, or they're real quiet, they're listening, I can play this one. So, we, we'll, I mean, we were in James Brown's uh, hometown, and uh, we did a James Brown, you know, I'll, you know, I'll go crazy. We'll throw stuff in. Um, and our Christmas stuff, I think... I just, you know, I've got, a, I've tried to got a list of like what I think are, you know, upbeat, slow, fast, serious, pretty. I mean, pretty paper will do at the end of the set. It's very like somber and pretty. Uh, and then I'm from that to Dogs Love Christmas too, which is kind of silly, but fun. And, and I even have a song about um, if you have a nativity scene that gets stolen, because I said, people, you know, well, I live in a neighborhood where I grew up. People would steal everything off your front yard. You had to watch it. You know, people had to watch the baby Jesus. And so I wrote a, I wrote a song about, we, we had us a nativity scene. We set it out on the lawn. Somebody came in the middle of the night and took it because now it's gone. They took my camel and the three wise men, Mary and the manger too. They took the floodlights and extension cord. Worst of all, they got you. Help me, baby Jesus. Help me bring you home. Help me, baby Jesus. Help me, baby Jesus. Help me bring you home. I've been searching for my Jesus. But I go, uh, that song will not be a hit, but I but I go, somewhere in America, there'll be somebody who gets a nativity scene stolen, and their friend will say, hey, there's a song for you. Well, you just mentioned that great band. Uh, for those that don't know, tell tell the audience about these guys like James and Kenny Dale. I mean, uh, talk about your band a little bit because you've been with them forever. You're like you're like a family. I've, I've had uh, 
it's about almost coming up on 38 years. Wow. And I made a joke that if, if you want to get out of this band, it's like the military, you have to shoot yourself in the foot <laughs> and it has to do some serious damage. If it can be bandaged, you're not getting out, you know, we won't take no for an answer. No, we just, we just, you know, I tried to explain it to somebody. If you're not a musician, you think, well, I know somebody who plays a real good piano and you go, well, that's only part of the job. The other part of the job is you have to travel on a bus and we have to understand your jokes and you have to understand ours. And everybody on that, everybody on that bus, we, we all get along really well. And I can also, and I, I'll add, we have every political end of the spectrum represented, which I'm proud of. You know, you always hear about people arguing or we've never had a fist fight. <laughs> we've never had anybody get physical in that band ever, ever. You know, too much respect, I think, for each other. Hey, I've got to ask you about the the red honky-tonk holiday theme nudie suit you wore in good morning america a few weeks ago is that making an appearance on this tour right now it is i i rotate them i've got a couple of different suits but yeah that i i bring out that suit and that is something else sometimes i was walking i walked in the audience the other day i i was singing rudolph the red-nosed reindeer and there was little kids out in the audience and i thought i'm gonna go out by the kids i'm wearing the red suit and they're looking at me like I'm not sure who you are, but I like the suit, you know, and there was three brothers. I come. I'm one of three brothers. There was three little bro. I think they were brothers, three little boys. And I'm out there and I had a guitar pick in my hand and I gave it to one of the brothers. And then I thought, oh, man, the other brother didn't get one. I reached my pocket. I had a second one. I gave it to the other brother. But I still had one brother. I thought, you know, I had to go back on stage and sing the next song. And I just I just went, no. I said, ladies and gentlemen, just a minute. The show's got to stop. I gave two kids a pick, and there's one. <laughs> like, there's one who didn't get one. I got to go back. And I took a pick and walked out there and gave him the third one. That's great. Tell us a little bit about that beautiful album cover. I had read that you... You created it, so well played, yeah. sir. Nicely done. How did that come about? You know, uh, pandemic or prison time is will be the mother of uh, great leather work and wood burning kits, right? <laughs> you know, like, gee, where'd you, where did you make this, Chris? Well, I was incarcerated, and I did that. Yeah, every stroke on the pineapple, you could see all those. It took me about a day each, but I had, you know, six months to kill. I was, it, it was during the pandemic. I was like, I'm so bored with like, I watched Andy Griffith reruns on TV and stuff. And I loved it, but I was like, I got, I had enough. And I went, I got all these cardboard boxes and we had a guy had come out to work on the floor at my house and they put this, heavy brown paper down to protect the floor. And I went, hey, I could use that. I had, somehow I had a hot glue gun. I had one and I had a bunch. Of, so I started 
putting these little houses together with chimneys on them and doors and windows and painting them and hot gluing things onto it. And it was just making little like elf houses. I made about five or six of them. They turned out really fun. And, uh, you know, I, I like to cartoon and draw. So I drew like Santa Claus in the window or I drew my little dog in the window. And then we we were going for an album cover and I said, you know, if we put this on snow, it looks like all those stop motion or stop animation, whatever they call it, you know, those old things that I grew up. I go, let's do that for the cover. You recorded the album in Nashville with um, with Dave Cobb, like you mentioned, at um, RCA Studio A. I don't want to get the studios wrong. I think the same place, the same place Roy Orbison recorded only the Lonely, if I'm not mistaken, which you've thrown in some recent sets. Elvis was in there. Kaja Gugu. No, not Kaja Gugu. <laughs> <laughs> The album is, I mean, you have a really classic holiday music sound on this because a lot of really popular holiday music comes from 50s, 60s, kind of has a rockabilly sound to it. That's the sound that you get out of your band, especially this studio. Tell us about putting that album together. You know, I I mean, some of the songs I wrote remind me of like, a, it could have been a, a Bing Crosby or a Dean Martin type of song. I thought this would be good. I believe in Santa Claus. I hope that you do too. It's like, it's real simple because Santa Claus believes in you. I believe that children know more than you think they do. I love Christmas songs. When I'm writing them, I'm thinking about, you now this, this, this sounds, this doesn't sound like me, but it is me. But it's like, I actually picture a family sitting and listening to the thing. I hope that it'll be something that they can all listen to. And it's kind of enough upbeat energy that they can, you know, put it in the background while they're eating dinner and they can have their argument at the table and say, turn up the music, you know? <laughs> um, but I had things like that, like kind of Dean Martin-esque or Bing Crosby, those, I believe in Santa Claus or um, holiday blues, a real soft, easy song. And then I had some that were remind me of a like Buck Owens is uh Christmas comes but once a year and that's too much for me. I was thinking of a you know total Buck Owens kind of rendition. Buck was a friend of mine, so he's a heavy influence. One of the songs I really love is um not one of your original. I, I think there I think you have some great originals on there. You do a version of Winter Wonderland where you really slow it down, make it soft and supple. Tell us about tell us about that. I think that's the one you played on Good Morning America, if I'm not mistaken. I always loved that song. I always thought it was it's a beautiful song. And um, I didn't use Bing Crosby sings a different set of lyrics on the end. If you notice, he's got a, a set of lyrics that said. Uh, you know, we'll go out in the lane, we'll make a snowman, and we'll pretend that he's a circus clown. And I, I, I don't know why, but that didn't stick with me. I kind of went like, what? What's that got to do with Christmas? <laughs> you know, we'll pretend that he's a circus clown, and we'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kitties knock him down. I went, nah. I'm, I'm skipping out. 
Skip. But but that's the lyrics on that song. That's a pretty sophisticated. You know, there's some some Christmas songs that are pretty simple. You know, but that song, if you listen to it, you know, um, we'll be by the fire and we'll um, we'll we'll make plans and later on we'll have to face up to those plans. You're going. That's kind of heavy for a little Christmas song. They snuck that in there, you know. It's, it's a good piece of writing. We, we've heard some of these classic songs, obviously, for a long time. And it, what what strikes me about this album is that they take on a whole new life. Even though we've heard these songs many, many times by different artists, the way that you, maybe it's your interpretation of them, it... Uh, it's really unique, and it really takes on this beautiful new life. Why do you think that is? Well, number one, thank you so much for saying that, because I don't have that perspective of being outside of me. And I do it, and I go, are people just going to listen to this and go, ah, another guy doing these songs? I try to make them, I always try to make them sing them the way that I go, I think this would be nice. And I I think, but I think, um, you know, the way I sing is the way I sing. And so that kind of leads me in a direction. And I think, um, I was lucky also. I work with, I work with great people and Dave Cobb, Dave Cobb is, he brings a lot of energy in the room. And, and, uh, for example, I was in the room and we had, we were doing, um, we were recording and I was getting to the last day and, you know, I had to I had to sing a bunch of harmony. Like I sang five songs harmony in like three hours or something. Wow. <laughs> like I was like, "Let's go next. Put it up next. Let's go." Um, but it was it was fun. I was getting a lot done. But one of the songs I had in my pocket was like, um, "There's a star on the tree and there's tinsel hanging down, presents underneath, and the kids all coming round." And I, I said to Dave, I said, I got this song started. I said, I think it's pretty cool. It's real simple, but, I, I, you know, we should record it next time. He goes, next time? Because I'll set up the microphone. Let's do it right now. I go, I don't have the B section or I don't have a second verse. He goes, you got a pencil, don't you? <laughs> and I wrote that, boom, done. When it's, you know, and I, I think I'm happy the way it came out because... I didn't overwrite or overthink it. And when I got done, and this will probably never happen, but I'm very pleased to imagine. I go, kids could sing this song. It's really simple. You know, ho, 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 ho. Here we go. It's Christmas time. Ho, 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 ho. Here comes that snow. It's Christmas time. Anybody can sing ho, 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 ho. It's Christmas time, you know. You know, I'm always really curious where an artist puts a career-defining song in a set list. You put Wicked Game about number 7 out of 24, some of the set lists we looked at. I think it's safe to say Wicked Game is about as perfect the song as it gets. So what do you pair with that? And, and you, you played it right after Almost Christmas, a really upbeat, really great uh, song you wrote. And then you went from that to go walking down there kind of a dark intense song talk about uh how you how you pick where to play wicked game in a set what do you what do you pair with that do you think about what to do with it 
you know, I'll tease people when they're coming. I'll see people coming in late and they'll come in like the second song, third song. And I'll say, oh, man, you're late. We already played Wicked Game. <laughs> and people look like, huh, what? Oh, you know, I was getting jujubes in the lobby. But I think you want to have Wicked Game deep in enough that nobody misses it if they get in a little bit late. And I like to, you know, I, I like to get it, you know, some people said, oh, you should make it late in the set and stuff, but I like it, you know, it, people want to hear it. Uh, I put it in there fairly early in the set and I mix it in. Uh, I like mixing real slow songs with upbeat energy songs, you know. Once in a while, I'll do two or three ballads. Hell, if you, you know, if, if you're at my house, I'll get a guitar. I could sit and sing ballads for an hour. But I think you have to, you got to kind of mix it up on stage. It's good to mix the energy. Yeah. Speaking of energy, um, as you're kind of coming to the end of your set, uh, you do a killer version of Run Run Rudolph, obviously the old uh, Chuck Berry song uh, on the new album. I, I think I saw you on Jimmy Kimmel uh, playing that as well. Uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about Run Run Rudolph. Okay, I'm going to point out something on the lyrics of that one. Do you know the lyrics on the first part of Run Run Rudolph? Nobody does. Run Run Rudolph. It goes... Uh, out of out of all the reindeer, you know you're the mastermind. That's the first line. Okay, that's strange. Second line gets weirder. Run, run, Rudolph. Randolph, Randolph is close behind. What? Huh? Who's Randolph? So I, I just sing it. Out of all the reindeer, you know you're the mastermind. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's close behind. You got to hurry up, Santa's there. But I go, what was Randolph? What was Chuck? Chuck Berry. Who is it? You know, I'm a mere mortal. Chuck Berry's a genius. I'm not expected to understand Chuck Berry, everything. But I love, I love it. Whizzing like a saber jet. He's, he's a funny man. That song has has great lyrics, especially for holiday songs. Um, the great storytelling in that one. Uh, 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 nowadays, uh, you know, you go. Let's see, see a, a little. What a little boy wanted. What would what would he please you most to get? You know, uh, all all an electric guitar. But usually, I'll sing. All I want is a Gibson guitar, since I play a Gibson. Chris, you grew up in Stockton, California. Is that right? Yes, sir. You you eventually moved to San Francisco, and then you ended up with the style that really borrows a lot from Memphis and, and Nashville. Where where did that come from when you're growing up in California in your younger years? California had a had a lot of country western, and um, Sacramento had Bob. I think Bob Wills was out of Sacramento for a while, and. And they used to have a guy, Oki Paul. There was a guy named Oki Paul Westmoreland. And he was, a, he was a radio disc jockey. But he also, was, he wrote a hit song called Detour. Do you ever hear that song? Detour, there's a muddy no. road ahead. 
detour. That's all scientists say. Detour. Oh, this bitter thing I find I should have watched. That detour sign. Sacramento, Stockton was like a lot of country, a lot of honky-tonk music. So I had like Buck Owens and Bob Wills and that kind of stuff. I heard that all the time. Did you ever watch but Hee Haw loved, when you were growing up? Yeah, but I I was I mixed that with for some reason I love that. My older brother loved that stuff, but I also love like Beatles, Rolling Stones, and I kind of had a little more of them that mixed in, I think, you know. Yeah, I mean I can hear you right alongside of Roy Orbison or Elvis or any of that stuff. We we loved or we loved Orbison. And I was lucky. I mean, I've been really lucky. I got to meet all the people I grew up idolizing. I got to sing with Johnny Cash. I got to sing with Jerry Lee Lewis. I got to go to Roy Orbison's house and sit and play guitar and sing with him. Um, You know, I got to sing with Phil Everly from the Everly Brothers. Wow. You know, it's it's just, you know, it's, it's a crazy world. But I think, I think... If you like something to uh, to some degree that you just focus on it, whether it's mathematics or um, painting cars or whatever it is, you will find that other tiny little group of people in the world. Eventually, you'll get into the clubhouse. Yeah, I've... they'll go. They'll go. Come on, you you're crazy too. Come on, come in here. I believe it. I've seen it. The ending of your show, I think, is so perfect. And you mentioned this a little bit earlier. You kind of end out the night with the beautiful, pretty paper. Uh, just such an amazing... And that was, of course, from your 2004 uh, love, Christmas Love singing it. There's no... Couldn't be a better songwriter than Willie Nelson. Um, I grew up hearing Orbison's version of that song. And Kenny, my drummer, and I... We would just sit around in the back room when they were in the old days when you recorded, there were big breaks in time where they had to edit things and cut it. Now they just do it on a computer. But in the old days, you'd have like, oh, kill a half an hour, guys. We have to cut this together. And Kenny and I would sit in the back room and just sing harmony. And he's my drummer's a great singer. And we would sing Pretty Paper. And I remember us doing that over and over. And I was going like, I didn't know if we're going to ever cut it, but I just was like, it's just fun to sing, you know? So good. How many years does, does your holiday touring go back? You, you missed 2020, if I'm not mistaken, because of the pandemic. Yeah. Been a number of years in a row. And how, how long does it go back? Well, I guess, I mean, I'm thinking like 20 years, at least when the first, first Christmas album came out, we, we probably been going out touring, since that, you know. Wow. That's 2004. That's a long time. I, I'm, I'm terrible on dates, but I know it's, I know it's been a long time because I probably on my second or third red suit. <laughs> <laughs> we had, and I'm on my second, we have a Santa Claus, a mechanical Santa that's on stage. The first one I bought in Australia and he wore out. So how do you wear out a mechanical Santa? He was on stage one day. True story. It was at the in San Diego, I think at the Belly Belly Up, and we were playing there. And there was a 
there was a kid, like a younger kid. I don't know how he got in there, but I looked at his face and it looked like, huh? He looked terrified. I looked over and Santa Claus's head fell off. <laughs> <laughs> no presents for you, kid. Santa's dead. But we got a new Santa, but I go, we, we wore out of Santa. So you've been on the road a lot this year since May. I, th I think by the end of the year, you're, it's going to be somewhere around 60 shows. You started out Jazz Fest in New Orleans and going, you got a few more holiday shows um, and you released an album. It's, it's a busy year. So what comes in 2023? You know, I like to, I explained, I, I, I explained to somebody, they said, no, you play a lot of shows. I said, my manager likes nice things. <laughs> <laughs> I just like playing. You know, we went out and we did a part of a tour with um, Lyle Lovett. And we were both playing. And Lyle Lovett, not, if you have never seen him play live, he's fantastic. Many times. And he's funny. Hilarious. He's really funny. And, I, you know, you never know how people are going to be to work with offstage. Offstage, he's just a great guy. And I think... I really admire in him something that I see in him that I see in myself, which is, I mean, I, I, I don't think Lyle needs to tour. You know, it's not like, I don't think he's broke. You know, I think he's got a ranch and new boots and a nice car. And I think he's okay. I think he loves the music. And I just admire that, you know, because years ago, I, I was talking to my, my drummer, I said, hey, I was, you know, I'm looking at Elvis when he first started touring. I said, you know what we should do? We could get like a big 50s Cadillac, have a hood rack put on it and roof rack. I said, well, and I'll take a small amp. The bass player take a little amp. Lead guitar player take one little amp, little ones. I said, three guitars. Everybody's their own roadie. And we'll put a stand-up bass on top and we'll drive it and we'll get in the car and we'll just drive and do like, you know, a tour of like, you know, just bars and do like 50 gigs. My drummer looked at me and goes, you're crazy. <laughs> like, like, why would you, we worked so hard to get a bus, you know, like, why would you, and I go, cause I just, I just love the idea of playing, you know? Yeah. Clearly you enjoy it. Chris, thanks so much for taking the time out of your busy day. Love the new album. Can't wait to see the, the show, but continued success to you. I, I appreciate, just like Lyle Lovett, you were mentioning, it's just, it's great music. It's a great sense of humor. Um, we appreciate you. Thanks so much. Have a great Christmas, guys. You too, man. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.